Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast for Brain Fact Friday and episode number 135. On my biggest aha moment from episode 134 with Kristen Holmes, the VP of Performance Science of WHOOP, a wearable personal fitness and health coach that measures sleep, strain, and recovery. Welcome back. I'm Andrea Samadhi, a former educator who's been fascinated with understanding the science behind high-performance strategies in school, sports, and the workplace for the past 20 years. If you've been listening to our podcast, you'll know that we've uncovered that if we want to improve our social and emotional skills and experience success in our work and personal lives, it all begins with an understanding of our brain. The purpose of this podcast is to bring the most current brain research to you so you can make it applicable in your life, whether you're a teacher in the classroom or using these ideas to improve productivity and results in your workplace. As I'm researching and learning new ideas, I'm also implementing them myself and making connections to past speakers so that we can all benefit from the research that's emerging in this new field of educational neuroscience. If you listen to episode number 134 with Kristen Holmes, the VP of Performance Science with WHOOP, whose PhD work is in multi-level interactions of stress and circadian behavior, or the impact of light on sleep optimization, you'll know that I first came across Kristen while researching heart rate variability for episode 125, where I started to see how important this one measurement was for tracking health, recovery, and resilience, which is crucial to brain health and performance. After listening to the WHOOP podcast with founder Will Ahmed, I joined the community so that I could measure my HRV that I learned from Neurohacker Collective is the most important biomarker, a measure that captures what's going on in a cell at any given moment that can serve as an early warning system for your health. As someone who's been working hard to make use of every second of the day, I thought I've got to know this number if I want to be operating at my highest capacity. No one wants to intentionally leave anything on the table to chance or luck, and staying on top of these metrics is a guaranteed way to take the guesswork out of human performance. Which leads us to this week's Brain Fact Friday with a powerful aha moment that I had during the interview with Kristen Holmes. After a month of measuring my data and looking at the daily recovery score, I adjusted my behavior based on that number and thought that recovery was based on the idea that I had to let my body recover physically after those hard days I had high strain or exercised harder than usual. Even without measuring this data, we have a pretty good idea of days that we need to rest based on just how we feel. I looked at the recovery score each morning, and it never showed green, which would be 66% to 100% recovered. My recovery score that you can see in a snapshot in the show notes was either yellow, showing recovering, or red, not ready to take on strain, and I thought that meant give your body more rest to prevent injury. I even had a chart that told me that multiple days above my optimal strain targets that averaged a score of 16 will promote fitness gains, but to dedicate time to rest if I want to continue this behavior. So I told Kristen that I actually stopped some of my workouts. 
My thinking was close, but not exactly accurate. And since I'm new to measuring this data, I was missing some key information that I would learn from Kristen. What would you think recovery means? When you're tired mentally and physically, how do you restore yourself? There is a way to use this data to improve future performance that goes beyond what I think we would usually think about. And this was the biggest aha moment I had with my interview with Kristen Holmes. And I was also listening to the podcast that Whoop did with Patrick Mahomes, a world-class athlete who quantified the strain of his NFL season using the Whoop device. I thought it was crazy to see that he averaged over 20, the metric for strain on game days, and he learned to change his behavior both mentally and physically to recover after those high-intensity days. Which brings us to this week's Brain Fact Friday. Did you know that recovery is a measurement of physiological stress, how our body responds to our environment, or the demands we're putting on our physical body with our workouts, and psychological stress that's manifested from our autonomic nervous system? Patrick Mahomes talked about the mental aspect of his training in depth, going into detail of how he uses visualization and the importance of his mental mindset, in addition to working on the fundamentals of his craft for his success. Kristen Holmes reminded me that recovery is based on how well you're coping with external stress, and the WHOOP device measures this score based on four measurements, which each are important, but the first two gave me the insight that I needed to better understand how we can measure and improve recovery. The first measurement is HRV, heart rate variability, or the distance measured between our heartbeats. The higher your HRV, the more variability you have between heartbeats, the more your nervous system is in tune with your environment, and the better you'll perform. A lot of things affect HRV, with stress being the most common factor, and HRV will be low when you're exercising at a high capacity and really pushing it, and goes back up higher when you allow your body that rest and recovery needed for repair. HRV levels can tend to be lower when you're tired and go higher when you get enough sleep. Activity level, stress, illness, hydration, alcohol consumption, nutrition, and how tired you are can all impact your HRV levels. Another measurement that goes into recovery is sleep. How much you need versus what you're actually getting and how much sleep you spend at each sleep stage. Another measurement is resting heart rate that's an indicator of physical fitness and heart function. And finally, respiratory rate that usually doesn't change from day to day, but is something we should pay attention to if this measurement does change. Kristen went on to explain that recovery is a measurement of physiological stress, how our body responds to our environment, or the demands we're putting on our physical body with our workouts, and the psychological stress that's manifested from our autonomic nervous system. And she reminded us that the more recovered you are, the more responsive your heart will be to both demands of the automatic nervous system. And the less recovered, the less responsive you'll be. If your recovery score is low and you're trying to run from a tiger, for an example, you won't be as responsive to the stress. Or if your recovery score is low and you're hoping to perform at work or school, you won't have the reservoirs of fuel that you could have if you had done things differently and were operating from a highly recovered score. Since the WHOOP recovery score correlates to your HRV score, for those who don't use the WHOOP device, you can still get your HRV score 
that you can measure for free using an app on your phone. And remember that the more variability you have between heartbeats or the higher your HRV score, the more capable you are of adapting to external stress, relationship stress, financial stress, or the stress our body goes under with the foods we're putting into it. So here was my aha moment. Recovery was lower, not because of too much exercise, but not enough sleep, hydration, or other physical stressors. What strategies do you have to mitigate your daily stress? What is your relationship with light, and how do you use light to help your circadian rhythm? Can you improve your sleep quantity and quality? Some great questions to think about with this aha moment, making me reflect on some strategies from past episodes that can help improve physiological stressors to improve recovery. And then I was speaking to a colleague from Israel. Her name is Shlomit, and she was sharing with me the turmoil her country has been experiencing with the missile attacks earlier this month. She mentioned to me the psychological and mental conflicts that these attacks have had on many people in her area, disrupting their daily life and bringing uncertainty, fear, and stress. Their peace and safety were taken away in a heartbeat, and she realized that this was something she'd taken for granted for so long. She didn't ever worry about not having safety and security in her own home, and suddenly she's sharing a bomb shelter with another family and not even sure if she can finish her shower for fear of evacuation much like the freedom that many people around the world lost during the pandemic and the upheaval that this time caused families worldwide. During this conversation, Shlomit asked me if I knew the meaning of the word shalom. And although I'd heard the word often, especially during Passover, I couldn't give her the meaning. She told me it meant peace, and it was used also to say hello or goodbye, and that her name, Shlomit, was the feminine version of the word peace, and that although there was much fear, turmoil, stress, and uncertainty in her world, she knew she had to savor the peace in her life and never take this freedom for granted again. My aha moment with Kristen on the importance of managing psychological stress, paired with my conversation with Shlomit, reminded me to look back to the bonus episode we did with Dr. Carolyn Leaf on cleaning up your mental mess, those five simple scientifically proven steps to reduce anxiety and toxic thinking for strategies to improve psychological well-being that will improve our recovery score. You can download her app, NeuroCycle, that was formerly called the Switch app, that walks you through the five-step process that I cover in my review of her book. It's based on 38 years of research on how to change your brain, which is neuroplasticity in action, and get rid of toxic thoughts through self-awareness, journaling, and reflecting. These five steps do take some time, but if you want to clean up your mental mess and close the gaps you might have with your energy you're wasting on toxic thinking, it's important to do this work. A review of Dr. Carolyn Leaf's five steps to cleaning up your mental mess. Step one, gather awareness of what's bothering you. We've all heard of the importance of knowing our emotions or when we name what's bothering us, we can tame it. What about those worries that we name and they don't go away? These worries or fears can impact our mental health and, as we've now seen, our recovery score and can impact our health and performance. If you have something on your mind, the first thing you can do is take out a journal and write out some of the worries that are taking up space in your mind. I've also heard this being called a crap board, where you write out all your conflicts, resistances, anxieties, and problems. 
once you've gotten them out of your head and you see them on paper, it's easier to look at them and think, am I worrying about something that's not happened yet? If so, get it out of your head and stop worrying about things that may or may not happen in the future. Shlomit reminded me to savor the peace and safety in your day as it can be quickly taken away like hers was. Step two, reflect and analyze. Answer, ask, and discuss some questions to find the root cause of your emotions or what's bothering you. This is how we pull thoughts from our non-conscious mind to our conscious mind where it becomes weaker. It's no longer suppressed but acknowledged. Use your mind to ask yourself questions and it will be interesting to see what comes up. This process takes time, reflection, and daily effort. Our emotions are unique signals to learn how to cope with challenges, but over time they will damage our brain with constant worry. See if you can get a new perspective on what you're worrying about. Is there anything positive you can gather from your insight? Step three, write out what you discover from step two. Begin to capture what's bothering you and see if you can come up with root causes or why you think this worry is on your mind. Learn to write in pictures, add color with highlighters, shapes. Learn how to write in a metacog formula that I put a link to in the show notes. Step four, recheck and edit what you've written down. Reread what you've written and see what comes up. Can you add more to your answer to help make more sense of it? Dig deeper, look for patterns, triggers. Keep looking for the root cause of the problem that's occupying your mind. Step five, practice and apply through active reach. Look at what you've written and see if you can come up with an action statement to practice what you've learned from your introspection. You can read out this daily aha moment seven times a day to remind yourself what you're reshaping or make it easy and let the app or your phone send you a reminder. So to sum up Dr. Carol Leaf's five steps, in my journal, I wrote out all the worries that I had in my mind, like branches on a tree. And with the trunk, she says it's the perspective of the thought. Start to look at your worries from a different angle or perspective. I started to see my worry differently here when I started looking at it from a distance. Then the roots of the tree are the origin story or the root of why you're worrying about the problem, which is what you want to uncover. This activity will give you an incredible amount of self-awareness. If you have something on your mind like this, I highly suggest taking the time to upload the app, grab a journal, and begin to work on eliminating and cleaning up your mental mess. You could also learn more about what Kristen Holmes suggested to me in the interview about resonance frequency breathing that she suggested was the best way to improve HRV, sleep recovery, and reduce anxiety. It's a type of breathing that when the frequency of our breath matches the frequency of our heart, it brings coherence, giving us a stronger autonomic nervous system and allows us to control our stress response better and become resilient to physical, mental, and emotional stressors. So to review this week's brain fact, did you know that recovery is a measurement of physiological stress? how our body responds to our environment or the demands we're putting on our physical body with our workouts, and psychological stress that's manifested from our autonomic nervous system. It's important that we have strategies in place to mitigate our physiological and psychological stress. Once you have these strategies in place, like Dr. Leaf's five steps to cleaning up our mental mess, or meditation, 
or what Kristen suggested as the best way to improve HRV, sleep recovery, and reduce anxiety with resonance frequency breathing, it's as simple as implementing them, measuring how your recovery is improved, and then knowing when to add more strain. The key is to not just guess with these numbers. If you have a passion to improve your performance in life and are human, I highly recommend looking at the Whoop device to learn more about your recovery score. Episode number 134 with Kristen Holmes received so much feedback and interest from high-level performers, past podcast guests, athletes, Google executives, people in the health and wellness industry from all over the world, letting me know how much they love this wearable health and wellness tracker. I look forward to seeing you next week with another case study with a fascinating story of Lois Lutchford, whose son failed first grade. He could only read 10 words. He had no strengths, was given a low IQ, but Lois used the principles from Dr. Imordino Yang. We interviewed her on number 100, and her son was able to defy the odds, and he graduated from Oxford University with his PhD in 2018. I can't wait to share her story with you, but until then, have a good weekend. See you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 